0: Hello oh, and welcome to episode two of The, the Big, Big Gay, gay Ordeal.
1: Ordeal
2: with Quailan, James and me Sean. This is the podcast where we talk about the ordeals of being gay and the champagne problems that come with it. If you're a tad over dramatic and a diva
1: and you make mountains out of molehills on the daily basis, then this is the place for you. Join your friends at The Big Gay Ordeal to hear about the trials and tribulations of being gay and the daily grind of our fabulous
0: lives. Do you have a drama you'd like us to weigh in on? Then get in touch and we'll give you our verdict ordeal or no (music) ordeal. straight into it. What's been
1: going on? So my week consisted of being absolutely hooked to the Gwyneth Paltrow trial at all. Have you, <laughs> been, have you been keeping up with the trial? Obviously today we found out she was Gwyneth
0: Gwyneth
2: <laughs> Gwyneth I love it. I mean I get all my news on the most important um, app that's ever out there TikTok so um, <laughs> I've only watched a few things but only like the iconic bits but she like is. yeah please tell me more because the education side of it now I'd be absolutely useless. Well Details. she
1: had an accident in 2016 in Deer Valley in Utah and um, she was accused of crashing into Terry Sanderson um, who was also skiing on the same slope that she was on.
2: Sanderson? Yeah, but she, (laughs) she obviously
1: denied this and said that he had crashed into her. Originally he was looking for like, I think it was three million in damages but that got thrown out the judge yeah. was like no so then three million damages. Yeah, for, yeah. he what? said that he had got brain damage and that afterwards he suffered he suffered depression and couldn't enjoy life as much anymore there were so many funny things that came out about that like one of his big things was that he didn't enjoy wine tastings anymore and he said that he couldn't work anymore you know and i think this oh. is what he was like you know saying he needed to get yeah um, compensation Compensation Whereas like Gwyneth's kind of counter to that Was she lost a day of skiing and Half like a the, day ha, Oh yeah Half a day of skiing <laughs> And the memes around that Were hilarious Her outfits I was absolutely oh. obsessed With this matter They were rotten I thought No, no Most of them were great Other dull. than the day She dressed up as Jeffrey Dammer. I was like okay, yeah. If you keep dressing like, <laughs> dressing like this You're going to lose You're going to lose The court case
2: <laughs> She just got jeffed <laughs> <laughs> She gooped herself Yeah <laughs>
1: Goop stocks plummeting. (laughs) Like, I was like, if she loses this
2: case, how many vagina-scented candles does she need to sell to pay (laughs) off this man? It worked out really well for her, though, because if you think about it, a couple of weeks ago, every woman was hating on her because she talked about the bone broth um, diet and the fact that she starves herself, well, fasts herself. And it was like, that sounds extremely unhealthy and unrealistic expectations of a diet because she's so slim, etc. So I feel like she's won everyone back through the actual yeah. iconicness of this trial. Yeah.
1: Well, in the Gwyneth trial, I just yeah. loved it because then they started bringing up Taylor Swift. Oh, we had best I, like,
0: friends.
2: Yeah, asking, asking
1: if she was friends with Taylor Swift. And she was like, no, not necessarily.
0: <laughs> like, like, I brought my daughter to see her in concert. And maybe give her a gift to say thanks. Yeah, she tried to bring treats
1: in for the bailiffs at one point oh as well. Oh my god, hilarious! Blackmail. Yeah, but but it was like, Pay off. they <laughs> were really good to her, helping her like get in out of her car uh, as a lot along with her <laughs> private security. <laughs> so I she was like, this. I want, to, I want to give them, pri- I want to give them treats. And the judge was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, like I don't mind that. But then the opposition's team was like, uh, no, that's clearly yeah. like bribery. <laughs> so the judge was but like, the you, the you can't give them now, but you yeah. can give them treats at the end. A vagina I,
0: candle. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely love one of those candles.
1: I was like, what is going on here? If I was your man, Sanderson, yeah. paying like the legal fees, exactly. I'd be like, um, this isn't an interview for you. Exactly. I need to get that money. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I was watching. That was my week. The sad news that Paolo Grady has passed. Oh, He was only 67 years old when he died, and I think that it's a real loss to the community. Like One of my greatest memories of Lily Savage was watching Blankety Blank with my parents on a Saturday. I absolutely loved
2: it. Oh, yeah. What an icon. I know. Absolutely. It was the dog show. The oh, Battersea dog, dog show yeah. that I adored.
0: That it was, was so It was, what was it, the Royal Variety, or it was with Cilla Black and Barbara, it was just iconic, the three of them, wasn't it?
1: Um, there's going to be a tribute programme to him on ITV TV, ah? um, which will be called For the Love of Paul of Grady. And we just want to send our thoughts out to his husband, um, Andre Portazio, and his um, friends and family. Then. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Well, obviously, I had the wedding last week. Oh, which James is married. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, so it was, I said I was dreading it, and I shouldn't have said that because it was fabulous. Okay. The bride was gorgeous. The food was amazing. It was up in Tangardstown House, which was a beautiful venue. Guests were fabulous. We were dancing all night. I just had a drama with the outfit, but it was resolved. And it was fab. I saw the pictures, and I don't know if I would say that his outfit was resolved. <laughs> okay, That's just my opinion. It was just about put together. Outfit <laughs> questionable. We'll leave it there. And that's it. But I was in Manchester there for an early birthday weekend, and then I was in Madrid with work,
2: and it was gorgeous. It was 26 degrees, so the legs were right.
1: Mr. International. Oh, oh
2: yeah, Chet was, Setter. I'm so glad you've had a nice one. I'm pure traumatised by something I witnessed on the street there the other day coming to work. What happened? So I was walking down, um, I was going to say, oh yeah, I was going to say um, Oxford Street there. Uh, oh, we in the past. Uh, so yeah, I was walking down Grafton Street, and I saw a woman, now she looked like she was going to work, and she stopped. And uh, no joke, there was a pigeon just, like, dead on the ground. She picked it up. What? She put a mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to this pigeon (laughs) and started blowing into its beak. (laughs) I was like, and I I stopped, and I, like, took out my earphones as if I wanted to listen to it as well. But I was like, what in God's name is happening here? And then I witnessed her do that a couple of times. I thought the most iconic part was when she took her mouth away from shifting the pigeon itself. (laughs) Oh, my God. The neck just flopped, and she was like, meh. And then just dropped it on the ground and carried on with her life like nothing had happened. Was she doing like full on CPR with little fingers? No, no, just oh. just shifting. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She, it, it was, I suppose it was a Monday, so she have the weekend shift. <laughs> so that was kind of her only option, I guess. Okay, acts of desperation are well and truly <laughs> here. Couldn't believe it. Like she was in office chic outfit. Office oh, chic. Was, there was nothing chic about it by the end of it, I tell you.
1: Maybe she was like the pigeon lady from Home Alone. Maybe it was her daughter.
2: But like, no, that is absolutely Dramatizing. foul. Dramatized. Mm. And God, like only me would witness something like of that. Of course. Mother of like, mercy. She
1: didn't even know how long the pigeon was
0: dead. No, like, I
2: know. It was the fact that she gave up very quickly was in my yeah. eyes. <laughs> that neck flopped and she
0: was that like, bad. No, it's like, limp dick, I'll oh, move on. <laughs> we can't work uh, with a limp dick. No, absolutely not. <laughs>
1: So what I wanted to pose, uh, or, or or what I wanted to talk about, you want to propose? <laughs> no, oh, no we're we're had, we've had oh. enough wedding. We haven't had the date yet. John. <laughs> no, what I wanted to talk about and uh, and discuss as whether it is an ordeal or not an ordeal is body image. Mm. But how I want to how, uh, what kind of brought me around to this topic was seeing on Instagram this week the pictures of Kit Connor. And his transformation into, like, Muscle Mary. Did you see them? Kit, Con- Kit Connor the is, great. he's in Heartstoppers.
2: Oh, gorgeous. the gorgeous redhead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yes.
1: yeah well, he, he is now smart. after beefing up. I actually think I have, oh, there's I visuals? have a picture here. Oh. And the picture. we're getting visuals. This is him now. Whew. What do you think? That's his <laughs> trainer, uh, Nathaniel Messiah. Oh, my God, they're both stunning. But Jesus,
0: what age is he? Because he plays, what, he plays, like, a 16-year-old in the yeah. TV show. Yeah,
1: that, That's what I was thinking. I was like, they would, I, they would need to really wrap up season what? two, three, four, and yeah. five, because he, like he, he no longer, like, <laughs> looks
2: like he's in, like, secondary yeah. school. He looks like he's going into a Marvel movie as superhero. Oh, he does, yeah. Mm. Oh, my God, can I keep this picture? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it did get me, like, thinking about, like, you know, that... that, that Topic that's rising. Like You've seen lots of articles about it, and there's lots of discussions happening. But like we had Charlie Hunnam, who was in the original series of. <laughs> he was in the original series of Queer as Folk. <coughs> the blonde. Um, yeah and now he's in yeah and now he's in sons of anarchy people always like kind of like a viking now yeah how he went from like young fish ideal twink to now like this zeddy that everyone is after i can't
2: wait for my era
1: (laughs) 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 and now i think that that's kind of like similar to like he's only 19 years old and he's gone from you know little schoolboy to like thor
2: oh my god he literally
1: he could be him. he could be a Hemsworth
2: he really <laughs> oh <my> could.
0: <laughs> he could Hemsworth Jr
1: <laughs> even the like smouldering look in it it's like oh
0: yeah. he still looks cute
2: though and we all love a redhead
0: we do yeah thank you uh, but like what <laughs> do you think like uh, like I've always had a hard time with weight you know trying to balance everything it is really hard and like you Probably go to the gym and you say you're going to the gym. <laughs> you never go I'm to glad the gym. You, that one around. <laughs> you go to the gym, you say that you never go to the gym. It is really, really hard. I think, like, you go from being a little, like, 30 inch waist or whatever to 36 one second. You're a small t shirt size to double XL t shirt size. It's a real struggle. And I think it's about mentality and just trying to keep yourself happy in yourself. And whenever you need to go through that process that Kit has done, you'll get there eventually. And he's obviously in the public eye mm. and he really has a lot but more But, like, how running. do you
1: feel about no longer being a
0: twink, specifically? I don't think I was ever like, a twink.
1: Oh, no, you, no, I've seen the pictures. Was I? You were a twink,
0: 100%. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just, like, Back fresh. In I was a little fresh-faced boy, but, like, I don't remember that kid at all. You still have your baby face. No, oh, no, no. okay. Oh. oh, okay. Well, not right now. I'm haggard <laughs> and tired after the week I've had. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, no, I think... I think, because I've only started... I, I started having sex when I was like 18, 19. So I think I was like kind of leaving that baby phase and I could just forget that boy back there. Like I can't... Sex just... turned you into a man. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> him at all. Like I just remember me being confident and fun. and So, yeah. but then it's never been an issue for you. Like even when... No, you... it just comes back to me being like, it's a real weight issue for me. Not, mm. not like... Body image. Yeah, not like a twink or bear or cub. In, like that's not my... No.
2: It doesn't bother you like going... I, did I, did, I did
0: I did remember like, cause obviously I'm, I'm a hairier guy. And I remember a guy back in Belfast told me that he, I was disgusting. Oh my God, and, what? Oh yeah, that I should kill myself for being so hairy. I mean, it was... What? Oh my God, it was so bad. It was so, so bad. I know, I know. I hope you said to him,
1: I can get rid of this hair, but you're going to be an asshole for life. Oh, uh, well, like, no, I was I was, I was,
0: I was only 18 at the time, so it was really, really fresh. And I remember taking a whole bottle of Nair or Veet or something disgusting and just covered myself in it. Oh my God, and it was God. the worst experience of my entire life. Do not do it. Did the hair out right off? There. Oh yeah, it was... I mean, I clogged at the bath. It was it was not good. <laughs> well, oh, how hairy are you? No, it was literally just like chest hair, and it was just uh, it was yeah. And then growing it back was
2: painful. This might be um, too much information, but I also had my Nairs, um Oh yeah, we've all been there. Where I was like, oh, like not body hair, but I was like, you know, the downstairs region. I was uh-huh. like, oh my god what the hell, I don't like this at all. So let's just say the area was like, <laughs> please, no more. I was very young. I didn't know the time limit of having to mm. leave it on. And what's the time and limit, on I actually still don't know, I don't you use d- it anymore. <laughs> oh, what is it? It's not, it's it's upgraded. Like six, not that long. I'd yeah, exactly, yeah, single back. digits. Well, um, let's just say it was the cheapest um, <laughs> hair removal for the rest of my life. It hasn't grown back yet, <laughs> <laughs> so like gone. But I had, like, a sore arse mm. for, like, uh, over two weeks. Yeah. Laser hair removal. <laughs> if you can't afford it, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. just burn the skin <laughs> off yourself and you're good to go. I you definitely would it for was, like, a little twinkie Oh, twinkie. yes. Look at that little face. Yeah. Yeah. We are now looking at the picture. picture.
0: Oh. Oh, my God.
2: And do you still have It's that the vest? vest.
0: The vest is shocking. Um, I probably do. It, no. It it'll it'll, it'll suit
2: your nerd aesthetic that you're <laughs> <laughs> trying to vest, go for these vests days. Vests are back. How fucking?
1: Um, okay okay. <laughs> dare you. Okay. A aging twink. Yeah. aging never like bothered it still me or not you. being a twink. Ill. Yeah, still doesn't phase me. But what oh. does bother me that is, like, <laughs> you know, I've always gone for older guys and mm. not that Older guys have stopped coming on to me or anything. But now younger guys also are like, hey. And I'm like, sorry, what? <laughs> oh. We look the same age. We're <laughs> swimming in the same pond. We're going after the same man. How dare you come on to me? Because you like older daddies and
0: I'm not an older daddy, okay?
2: <laughs> Has anyone been called daddy?
0: Uh, oh, I have. Yeah, I think I've actually That's a pandemic it. in itself. Going oh, no, no oh, i definitely, God. no, I've asked for
2: it. <gasps> oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm oh. childless. Don't you dare call me daddy. Like... <laughs> But yeah, I think it is a real big ordeal. It certainly is an ordeal for me being, being like I don't know, like lusted after, or not even lusted after, but like uh, I don't know, being seen the way In that my I way. see yeah. other yeah. guys or something. I don't know. <laughs> but then the body image thing that you were saying, James, yes, as well. Yeah, I've also really struggled with that. Mm. Um, Everyone does. does. Definitely. Well, lads, you look stunning. Thanks. Yeah, that's that's why I don't mind. Yeah. I'm really. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Although, I'm not over Quail Kelly telling me last week
0: I dress like a straight man. <laughs> that <Yeah>. was hilarious. <laughs> and I'm back, actually, to my normal uniform. Oh, yeah. Like, T-shirt, black skinny jeans and a chain. Oh, my God, yeah. It's been a while. That's my Halloween
2: costume.
1: <laughs> but I suppose we're saying that we, you know, how we feel about our bodies changing. Have you ever felt any way about your body you not did, changing?
2: Yeah, yeah it, the opposite. So, like, I... Sometimes, like, I'm currently going to the gym and I feel like it's a constant battle of, like, why do I still look like a (laughs) 15-year-old, like, body-wise? It's like, you know, people always complain about not being able to put weight on Mm. or not being able to, you know, get the abs or, you know, that kind of way. So I don't let it control me or get upset Mm -mm. about it too much. Mm. I think if I was told that, oh, that's undesirable or I don't like that Mm -hmm. by people around me or people I was trying to date, then it would affect me a lot more. But... Because I think within the LGBT community, especially um, males, like being slim is almost like seen as, oh, it's easier to be stylish. It's easier to be that. And I'm aware of that. And I don't think it's correct to be thinking that way. Yeah, you have the coveted <laughs> body type. But like for you. But for me, I would definitely like I think we always want what we don't have. Jim is always going to be such a big, as like, big fear for many of us. And it's never something like sports or like working out. I always think of my work for my head first and then the body will come with after. So (laughs) what are we saying? Are we saying that the end
1: of an era, the end of your twink days, is it an ordeal or not an ordeal? For me, not an ordeal. I'll
2: let you know when it happens. No (laughs) joke. (laughs) That's true. I mean, I can grow facial hair, okay? (laughs) That's all you need. I could do that at
1: 15.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, it's not an ordeal for me. No. Okay. No. And okay. I think that
1: I think that should be celebrated.
0: Yeah. There was GQ, and there was a survey they came out with actually about men and how they feel about dating, sex, porn, and actually some of the results was quite surprising. Oh, I'm yeah. actually just surprised that you were reading something. Oh, I know. It had a lot of visuals. <laughs> this is what I want your opinion on: Is sex a priority for you in a relationship? of men said they were happy to be in a relationship with little or no sex. And I was like, who are these men? And this was GQ? GQ. So So this this is probably like professionals. So a mixture of like straight gay men. Yeah. Okay. I was like, that doesn't read well with me. Because I think in, in the gay world, especially, and especially from my past experience, sex is really important in relationships. I've had relationships for like a hot second. I've had relationships for like three and a half, four years, you know. So it's like, and sex has always been important for me in those relationships. About you,
1: well, this brings me back to what I was talking about last week. In my imaginary relationships, <laughs> sex has never been a priority. <laughs>
2: no, um, yes, yeah, because is, imaginary people can't have sex,
1: <laughs> but no, um, like it definitely is a priority, 100%. Um, and I have had some relationships, it definitely is a priority you have to have like sexual chemistry but yeah them. like that's just a really good friendship if you're not having sex and obviously there's you know that's completely fine you you hope to have
0: great friendships but <laughs> and then obviously and then from that this is one that kind of is it just doesn't just doesn't flow for me it's what was the percentage of men that said that they've had an affair
1: I'd
2: say it's quite high.
1: Mm. Oh God! I well, like they're, they're saying, they're saying they're happy having no sex. Exactly, but I'd say it's about seventy-eight percent or something.
0: Sixty percent. Are these men actually uh. admitted to having an affair compared to women being thirty-two percent? Oh, mind blown! I was like Ooh. insane because obviously, if they're talking about not having little to no sex in a relationship and being happy with that, yeah, that's obviously why there's so many of them. Have bloody have affairs.
2: I actually personally feel like it's not the top priority mm. within a relationship.
0: Well, it didn't. It came out there was like money and there was exercise and happiness with family. were all above that. Money and exercise. I know.
2: Over all the rest of things in a relationship. Mm. Like, no, no. no. <laughs> I, think, I think it's having someone there support yeah. um, someone that drives you up the wall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, like,
1: I definitely think that it's becoming less important to people because... Like, even, like, you know, the whole rise of the side. So, you know, the way there's, like, tops and bottoms in the gay community. Mm -hmm. So, for anyone who isn't gay, um, someone who's defined as you know carries out the penetration is kind of defined in the gay scene as a top the person that is receiving the penetration is kind of defined as being bottom that and how it works. works and oh then yeah. some <laughs> <laughs> people people that can um, kind of go between both are considered versatile or verse mm-hmm. but there's a new kind of title that's been introduced recently called the side and oh. this is the person who I genuinely never heard of this Neither who have I. want who will engage in all of the sexual activities by penetration
0: Oh, I've definitely been there before. That's you a bit like, <laughs> yeah.
2: James dabbling a little bit there. Yeah. You Little side hustle, you. I love that for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cider. <laughs> and when is this? Is it just just recently become a thing? It's been like I've been reading loads about it. <laughs> like I think for me, sex has never been the most important thing. Mm. Now I think like being intimate and like showing affection, showing love is definitely important. But like if you're thinking down the road when you're going to be with somebody, like you're not going to be riding in your sixties, are you? I fucking Maybe. hope so. Maybe. You yeah, won't. Jesus. Oh
0: my God.
1: I hope at least then I'll be riding. I'm not.
2: Shall I want to be starting? <laughs> You'll catch up eventually. <laughs> can say is i feel i like can go into an extremely early midlife crisis oh so w- would
1: you say early what was yeah. you saying? <laughs> by the looks of your face it doesn't look <laughs> early at all i would say it's on time <laughs> <laughs> especially with how much you drink there's no way you're oh, going to survive double oh, the gosh. length
2: of time you've already lived no <laughs> but i'll live it well while i'm here <laughs> um but like so anyway my ordeal is just because things are happening and, like, I find that, like, life is going really well in all different aspects. It's not mm-hmm. showing off or anything. <laughs> Am I, like, Thriving. freaking out and going, oh, my God, because things are going so well, they're all going to crash. Should I go see a psychic? I've been three times. We're a group of friends in London. And we kind of seeked out, what's the cheapest psychic around? They're always the most accurate. Well done. Oh, exactly. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> I was I was young, naive, and sexy as hell. Yeah, it's like going for a bottle
0: of wine. I'll just go yeah. for the cheapest one on the bottom shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two yeah, exactly. of, those, two yeah. of
1: those adjectives
2: are no longer true. But we'll leave that. <laughs> Up to the audience. And you realize the wine is actually cooking wine and you poison yeah. yourself in there as well. <coughs> so this time, so myself, Eva, and Sarah, two friends that I lived with in London, we went to this woman's house and it was like, okay, cool. It was £20 each, right? Okay. So you just know you're getting absolute quality for this. <laughs> so we turned up in this random place in Peckham. It's an experience. experience. Yeah. <laughs> Out to you all pecking people out there. I love you lots. <laughs> so turned up to this house anyway. And she greeted us at the door. She was just like a like a, a normal bit of a hun. And uh, was like, okay, cool. We went into her living room. She had like chats. And she was like, okay, we'll have like tea and coffee. And then she was like, everyone else can wait in my daughter's bedroom. I only actually do these psychic readings to build money to be able to give to my daughter. Because she's just had a baby. And we were like, oh, that's amazing. Mm, awesome. It's like, oh, that's really nice. Yeah, exactly. So... I went first and uh, the girls went into the bedroom where the daughter was. That's I bad. had my reading and it was all, I couldn't tell you one thing from it. Sorry to disappoint everyone for that now. But then I switched and I had to go into the bedroom and one of the girls was like, I'm going to the toilet, was hiding in the toilet. The other girl then goes in to um, the psychic. I walk into this bedroom and let's just say this daughter was on um, the messier side and she uh, was sitting on the bed and the baby was there, butt naked, just lying there on the bed. And I was <laughs> like, oh. And she was like, sit down. And I looked around and was like, okay, there's nowhere to sit. So I sat on the bed with her. Oh, oh, and I was intimate. like, so yeah, how are you? And she kept going on about her uh, b- boyfriend's in prison. <laughs> oh, and she's having God. a real rough time. And anyway, the baby then just shits on the bed. <laughs> no joke. Just <laughs> shit literally the bed. Shit, shit the, the bed. bed. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, um. I think your your baby's just um pooped the bed. Defecated all over yeah. the bed. <laughs> there. And she was um, like, "Oh no!" Starts getting baby wipes and just wiping it up. Oh, no. I was like, so this at this point I was just standing up like against the wall going, "Oh my god, get me out." Here.
1: During I, I, the reading did the psychic, say you were about to sit on a bed <laughs> full of, of shit. shit.
2: <laughs> she predicted everything but that.
1: <laughs> Lay down a cloth so that the <laughs> bed doesn't <laughs> shit on the bed sheet.
2: Uh, anyone handkerchief? <laughs> So, never said handkerchief in my life. That's a new one. So, uh, that was all like a little traumatizing experience. So, then the girls started coming in one by one, and I was like, now I know why she was hiding in the toilet because obviously, what madness was happening before? Did you say to her, because you were hiding in the toilet, the baby had to shit the bed? You were so inconsiderate. <laughs> that baby was about to lap up off this bed now and go into that bathroom. Potty training was like, this was a newborn. Now, why it was lying naked for us to like walk in and witness I it was think another thing. You were extorted
1: do you think? It was literally like look at our poor family sit in the bed the baby's going to poop yeah. but maybe they were like maybe they'll give you more money for your fake yeah. psychic
0: reading Exactly being like this is an ordeal please help us Yeah well, <laughs> well I was
2: I was pretty new to London at the time the 20 quid Vulnerable. was probably like what I had for yeah. the week do you remember if you were kind of, like,
1: satisfied with your reading? Like, did you think, oh, I got some nuggets of course, out of it? Of course.
2: Like, young and naive, I was like, I was like, I remember, like, she was like, go oh, tell me about, like, who do you want to listen to? And I was like, oh, my nan. And then she'd say, you could say anything. Like, I could talk about my nan now and I'd be crying going, oh, this is an amazing <laughs> experience. So, yeah, it was all a crock of shit. But fair play to her anyway, you know. I love, give it a, I love a hustler. Well, yeah. I
1: just want to shout out to Eddie, who used to be under Miss Fantasia. Oh. And I went to see him when I was, like, 12. And I want to say twenty. Yeah, and he his predictions were unreal unreal he knew that I was I was working in the Bank of Ireland at the time oh. he was like you're working in the financial services he was like but that's not what you're going to end up doing he's like you're going to leave and you're going to move abroad but he was like but that's not going to work out either
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I see a lot of failures in the future like, he was like you're going to become ill and whatever the illness is going oh to God. be it's family related it's, it comes down through your family he was like um, is it your face." <laughs> <laughs> no I have hypothyroidism but I won't bore people oh. with the boring details of that it's absolutely fine and I'm okay all of these things Like, yeah, they're just some of the predictions that he made, but they all came true. Oh my god, it Um, is a bit weird
0: well I'm definitely
1: interested right. I do love not I'm, your predictions <laughs> no like
2: exactly. the fact that people tell you about things you're like, oh.
1: <laughs> he did tell me that I'd already met the person I was going to end up with <gasps> um, so like sometimes I'm like well I'm no longer in touch with half of those people okay. so it's dwindling the list down <laughs> oh, I didn't know you two at the time so sorry lads if you oh. have a hankering for me it's not going to happen and I think you should go and see a psychic because for it's brilliant and it's yeah. Cats. yeah. and like I've seen some amazing psychics that have like had me in tears with the stuff that they've said I really enjoy doing that Yeah. but like I don't think you, like, I do it for fun. And if I mm. get something out of it, that's absolutely Fair enough, great. Yeah. But I think you should just trust and believe, honey, yeah. your life is going well. Because, yeah. you know, you've worked really but goddamn why? hard.
2: Or maybe
0: yeah. a therapist. I don't know. Oh, no, I'll do anything
2: <laughs> but that. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm actually getting a psychic reading in right now. Um, I think we'll all be drunk in about four hours. Uh, oh, my God. So, yeah. Okay. So, no ordeal. Absolutely just need to not. have a bottle of cup on. Yeah. I thank you for your honesty. Yeah. yeah, I had a feeling you were going to say that. Come back again, but yeah. like, if you do want to go to see a psychic, I'll go with you because I think they're absolutely. Yeah, brilliant. I've never done one actually. Yeah. Oh my god, should we all three of us do it? Oh. If anyone has great recommendations, please email us. We would love that, and maybe we can talk about it on a future pod. Don't forget to share your gay ordeals with us on the pod. Get in touch via email, thebiggayordeal at gmail.com. No ordeal is too big or too small. It's what you do with it that counts. Subscribe and like the podcast to hear all about our weekly ordeals.
0: We've been Quaylon Kelly with me, James McCrudden and Sean Dillon. And you've been listening to The Big Gay Ordeal. Big gay ordeal.